What's so funny? I just don't. I don't really know what you want. Well, so <laughs> I know what we're doing here. Well, I wanted to talk about. It's John. It's John. Gluten is not your problem. Conversations with culinary chameleon, modern day renaissance man, and my friend Walter Schmidt. Join us for insights, musings, and rants on food culture, life, the universe, and more. Please enjoy. Enjoying the, the, the fortress of solitude that you have spent all this time building and never get to spend any time in. Yeah, so you know, I got my books and my DVDs. I uh, I downloaded a fitness app, so I've been uh, doing this little exercise regimen every morning. Good, hell yeah! yeah. I got myself a Fitbit, you know, to count my steps. Dude, <laughs> look at you! What's the, the app? What are you using? Uh, it's just, called, what is it called? It's like, I don't know, it just has a picture of this fat guy. It's like, lose weight app or something. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Wait, like, you apple. <laughs> yeah, pretty nice. Uh, um, you texted me about running shoes. Did you ever get any sneakers or anything? Or did you? No, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to yeah. buy shoes, man. There's yeah. no, I mean, the, the the volume shoe store down there by the by the supermarket shut down, you know? So I don't know where else. No, you know, I'm not gonna walk to Napa. Like, no, you you could just buy a cheap pair of sneakers online. Like honestly, I mean, I, shoes online just seems like like yeah. they're gonna get to you and not fit. And then like, who do you talk to about that? You know, you have to go in the store and try them on. Am I am I right here, Jerry? Do you no, buy shoes? No, you're off? absolutely right. Yeah, I would I would want to try them on first too. Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. I've. Bought the last two online just because I already knew exactly what they were. So yeah, I like can't. I've worn them before. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hear you. Got very special feet. <laughs> <laughs> so the, you One could try bare. You, you could try barefoot running. Oh man, that's so dumb. What are you talking about? You you try it. Tell me how it works out for you, buddy. I haven't tried it on like hard gravel and stuff. I've done it on like dewy grass. <laughs> <laughs> run for grass. Yeah, that's like ten yards. 20 yeah, yards. I just kind of find a nice park and you just do it to kind of help with your gait. That's all. It just helps with your gait. It helps you run a little more naturally. <laughs> There's a guy named Barefoot Ted who runs like fucking ultra marathons with no shoes on. Ted. Dudes had like said toenails surgically removed so they don't get in the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, thank you. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Ted. Um. So if you are just tuning in, you are here with uh, Gluten is Not Your Problem, and we are joined by our good friend Jerry Wagner this week to discuss some fun things other than toenail removal, whether it be <laughs> from, your, from your foot or your tuna fish can. Um, and we've talked about that too many times. Jerry, do you know this story about Walter's what? version toward tuna fish? At least it's loosened up a little bit. But No, you don't like tuna fish? Well, <laughs> so in... Way back when I was when I first moved to Seattle for culinary school, I was I was making myself some, a tuna fish sandwich. I pop open the can, and in there, I, I shit you not, was like this big. You know, like when you're clipping your toenails and you've got yeah. like you, you forgot for a while and you get like a one good long one, you know? Yeah, yeah. The winner. Yeah. It was in there. I was like, <laughs> it was like, and I, ever like for for years, just recently, I've been able to eat tuna fish again. But like yeah. I would just picture it in my head when I smell tuna fish, like I just see that toenail. 
Like, there's just a dude working it on the line, just like, <laughs> damn, this fucking toenail. Or was it the fish's toe? Well, fish don't have feet. Hmm. I That's mean, it's so fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, it was. <clears throat> um, for years. So, Jerry, does it, is it is it true the first time you met Walter, he had later hosen on? Yes. Is that how you were introduced to Walter? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 16-year-old Walter shows up in my flophouse apartment. It's like a studio apartment with like 10 people hanging in around and they're smoking pot and eating acid. And 6-year-old Walter shows up with a bald head and he's thin as a rail and he's got a giant cash across his face and he's wearing a pair that just like flops down and starts smoking pot with us. And I was like, man, this kid's got a story. Like, I'm really curious. Yeah. Yeah, Lederhosen in a white T-shirt. Yeah, I remember that really clearly. Okay. Then that's, yeah, that's that's it. That's I it. I don't know. I mean, I, there's more on Walter's side, and we've talked about it before, but it, well, yeah, he showed up in Lederhosen. I mean, I, I, quite honestly, yeah, all I thought was, man, these Oregon people are so fucking weird, mm, and yeah. this kid's definitely got a story because he's got this big old fucking mark across his face. What was the gash from? What happened? You felt. Uh, I found like a, I don't know, it was like a chain or a piece of uh, cord or rope or something in the street. Yeah. And I picked it up and I was going to like whip it around. Like I was going to go like, you know, I was <laughs> pulling it. And my friend Orion, you know, uh, stepped on it. And it just kind of like got really taut and like whipped back and like just kind of cut my face. <laughs> so you were just like, you found a length of chain, like you were playing Double Dragon or something. It decided no, we were to like, fucking... yeah, we we're walking around, you know, I think it was down on 13th Avenue somewhere. We we're down in the, you know, by the, by the college and. I just saw this thing in the street. I was like, oh, I'm just going to pick this thing up and, you know, whip it around. And my buddy fucking stepped on it, and it just, like, caught short and just got really tight and just kind of cut me right across the face. Mm. Like Double and Dragon. Like a, like a video <laughs> game character. Except guess, yeah, just, that's, yeah. You nailed it, John. Double <laughs> Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> I just remembered to the two buff brothers, like, running around swinging lengths the chain. Um... Also, yeah. he was one of the villains. He was one of the guys you yep. had to fight. <laughs> the later hosen. Uh huh. That's right. You still have those, Walter? You do, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. The... I, I got the overalls now, so I, you know, I've, I've upgraded a little bit. Yeah. A more public friendly. Are you saying that leader hosen are would be good look for social good. distancing? <laughs> they would be. Yes. People look at you weird for sure. <clears throat> but you haven't worn them out in public since sixteen more, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a thing anymore. Okay. It's wow. not a thing anymore. It hasn't been a thing since like 1930. <laughs> um, you wouldn't bust you never busted them out for Halloween or anything like that? Like No. No. I mean, I guess I could do Pinocchio sometime. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> you could be a real boy, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. You could kind of like have varying degrees of nose prosthetics during the night Throughout or something. Night, like, yeah. Put a really um, long one on for the end of the night. Be like, I'm sober. Or right. maybe, like, maybe one that had like a you. It would like inflate, so you could cut like had a little pump or something that you could you could control it and go. I don't know. I, I'm, would, I'm, that's yeah. You need to buy so much stuff though to inflate it. Like you need a hand pump. And, I mean, I wouldn't put it past Walter though. Walter would definitely be like, I would. I could see Walter building something if like the that. The technology is available. I mean, I'm not going to try and start machine <laughs> parts for this invention, you know, just to make my nose bigger. Okay. Like, um, pump technology. Right. <laughs> 2022, man. 
Mm-hmm. Um, do you, how do you think, what do you think like Halloween costumes are going to be like this year with things the way they are? I mean, do you have any predictions? Like, is somebody going to dress up as the COVID virus? Like, oh, absolutely, someone will. Absolutely. Probably. And, and probably toilet paper, too. Mm. Toilet paper? Yeah. It's going to be big for sure. I don't know. I was talking to Megan last night and I was like, do you think the kids will be trick or treating this year? Like, what is even trick or treating going to look like? You know, like, do you want, know. you don't want to touch all this random candy? I mean, it was weird enough as it was, but it was all packaged, right? But right. now even the packaging is, well, suspect. Just open the door, just throw it at them, just at yeah, their face. Coronavirus! <laughs> and then throw it in their faces. I didn't know that that was a uh, Cardi B song. I don't know if it was a song. I think it was just like a tweet or a video oh, of really? her screaming it, and then she just and then people started remixing it of her just and screaming what? coronavirus. What happened? I don't, I'm out of the loop on this. I'm what? So, what? are you familiar with Cardi B? Uh, I've I know I've heard the name. It's a singer, right? She's, <laughs> she's, she's a lady okay. who yells over rap beats. Like she doesn't really rap. She just yells about shit she has and shit she wants. It's like, anyway, it's the. There was a viral video with her screaming, coronavirus! And then everybody just started using it in songs and remixing it and stuff like and that. And then Sean so we- and I were doing the other podcast, and I was like, coronavirus! Because I heard somebody <laughs> do it somewhere, and it made me laugh. And John's like, oh, you've been listening to Cardi B, huh? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <clears throat> yeah. And there it was. Oh, man. And I just oh. embarrassed myself. Front of everybody on the internet, <laughs> which I've been doing every day now. So that's all. Oh, oh I, I like the, the videos. Inter- Thank you. Those yeah. are fun. Thanks. Yeah, for anybody fun. listening, go check out Jerry Wagner Jr. Um, on Instagram, and uh, he's been posting daily quarantine videos for the last forty-five days. Forty-seven of these today, but I haven't made one yet today. I have no idea what I'm gonna do. So I'm what is your? One. Can I ask you about your process? <laughs> Yeah, I go, fuck, what am I going to do today? And then I look at Megan, and she's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, you're no help, dude. And then I just sit down and go, what am I going to do? And then on the spot, I'll have one little idea and then try to make that a two-minute long joke. Like talking on the phone to yourself while you're taking yeah. a bath? Yeah, that? like the ringtone that it's Britney, bitch. Like I actually <laughs> recorded that online on my own phone and then like separated the audio and edited it into the mm-hmm. video. Right? It was just – it's so – put together so hastily mm-hmm. horribly it's just kind of i don't know like i don't even know what i'm gonna do today i'm just gonna take my shirt off and see what happens pretty much like my love life you know <laughs> <laughs> um a couple weeks ago walter and i were talking about baking and butter did you walter did you ever do anything with the um with the flour the bag of flour did you bake anything or did you make anything with the flour i haven't done anything with the flour. i have the okay. flour still i haven't done anything with the flour but okay. I, I did make some mashed potatoes today for uh, for the shepherd's pie and i used my butter that i made Okay. How big of a jar are you using? For the butter? Like a, like a big jar, like a mayonnaise no, jar? Like, like a pickle jar. Oh, okay. So it's big enough that you can get about a cup of butter out of it. Yeah. Which is all yeah. you really need, really. I mean, anything more than a cup is pretty excessive, I think. Yeah, I told my mom I was doing this thing with the butter, and she explained to me that, like, one of my, like, grandfathers, great-grandfathers or somebody wouldn't eat, like, day-old butter. Like, he had his wife, like, make fresh butter every fucking morning. Like... <laughs> Like he wouldn't spread that shit on his toes. He's like, no, make it fresh. Like, I'm not, I'm not Jesus, that. Who, is the, 
<laughs> what was this? How long ago was this? Is like the 30s? I have no idea. My mother's gonna have to comment and tell you. I don't. I don't remember. Oh, Probably. Oh. 30 sounds about right. Sure. Martha, I need fresh butter. I can't like, eat this yesterday's butter. What this is this? Shit, it's rancid. <laughs> and then I was talking to Olive. Actually, I was just on. Olive and I just made uh, chocolate chip cookies. Because mm -hmm. I've been trying to bake a little bit. I made sugar cookies the other day. They came out great. And the chocolate chip cookies were all right. But while we were making them, they had to, I had to soften the butter first. And the butter was frozen, so I've been grating it with a cheese grater. So it'll just kind of soften a lot easier, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and my daughter's like, God, that's so much butter. And I'm like, I have a friend who makes his own butter. And she's like, really? How does he do that? And so I explained to her your process. And she's like, that's a lot of work. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's how he does stuff. He does a lot of work. Like, <laughs> makes it worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you hand grind your coffee, you know? I haven't done that yet. It's all. <laughs> I've been. I have made a cold water brew. I like called the cold water brew a lot. Yeah. Mm. It hurts my stomach less. So I've made that. I've had it. I've actually, you know, soaked beans in the garage and overnight, you know. Have you ever done that before? No. What are we talking? What? What do you do? How do you do this? Have you ever had a cold water? You've had a cold water brew. Coffee, I feel like right? I've pulled like cold brew coffee. It's always like right, a can. Right. It's already made, but I don't understand like because so I you, feel like the water is not hot, then it's not going to percolate. It's not going to get the flavor, the juice or whatever. Well, if you if you coarse grind it, if you give it a really coarse grind, then pour it into a jar of water and let it sit in a cold space, like in your refrigerator or in your garage in the winter, and let it sit for over twenty four hours. It actually will brew. It just brews. It has a lot less acids and, and it has a lot less, I want to say tannins, but that's not the correct word. It's just a, a lot easier on the stomach, but it takes a lot longer because yeah. it, it's like through, what is that, osmosis maybe? I'm not sure. Then well, you, you got to take still, the cheese cloth yeah. and strain it out. Like infusing it. I mean, you're just infusing it, right? It's just Right. That's, right. that's what brewing coffee is, right? It's just an infusion of caffeine and flavors. Just the hotter the water, the more acidity. Goes, right? Acidity, yeah. yeah. And it, the cold water brew tends to have a lot feels like it has more caffeine in it for like it's more concentrated it feels like it. like i've definitely had some experiences with some cold water coffee <laughs> do you think do you think that maybe you um you uh like you drink it faster oh absolutely i drink so everything probably... fast yeah mm. but especially that yeah <clears throat> okay tonight. that's good i like that yeah, just coarse grind, and then when you just straight it out with like a uh, yeah, I usually use a piece of like cheesecloth or um, one of those mesh. I don't I don't know the proper name for it, but it's like a you know a mesh thing with a handle on it. Yeah, strainer, strainer, a strainer, a colander, chinois. Let me check my thesaurus. Yeah, but it's got a name though. It's called like a spider. No, a spider's for deep frying stuff. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, a strainer, dude. You could strain it. You could strain it through like an old T-shirt after you cut the sleeves off to make masks, right? Like, you know, you're supposed to take the T-shirt sleeve if you don't have a mask and you put it over your face. Then you could just strain the coffee through an old, yeah, through an I've, old shirt. I've never Did heard you? that. No. That's a I mean, giant right? shirt sleeve. That's well, like a a giant mask. It's got to go over your whole head. Well, yeah, but the shirt, my shirt sleeves are are like the circumference is a lot smaller than my chin, neck, head air. You know what I mean? Like you really gotta yeah. stretch the fucker out. Have you been I, running with the mask on? You guys been going out with masks on and stuff? I haven't on? been. I haven't been doing any exercise, so I'll go. I just avoid people entirely. <laughs> I, I go. I stick point. <laughs> John, John. <laughs> I just go around this neighborhood and then I run up the street in the bike lane. So I'm not even on the sidewalk because very few in, people are. Yeah. 
And then I go to the next neighborhood over, and then I go through there, and I just avoid. I just stay away from. If somebody's coming my way, I just make a right or make a left. They say like when you you sneeze or you cough, this thing's gonna you know, it's gonna travel like 12 feet or something, right? Mm -hmm. Right. You got these guys. You got this Highway 12 right here. All these cars are zipping along, windows down. Guy's got Corona, and he's just like coughing (laughs) the whole way down, right? So you just have this cloud of coronavirus going down the highway and you're just going to jog right through that with no mask like boosted by the speed of the car too so it's super right so the thing about that is is that if you think about the aerodynamics of a car i'm going in the bike lane opposite right so it's all being blown in front of me and it's also aerodynamics brings it so if something goes out like if you spit out of a window it lands on the car so it goes, it goes backwards and then it goes in. So think about that. You go, it would land back that way. That's why you don't spit with the back window open. So oh. it's not going to go out toward me because of the aerodynamics of spitting out the window of a car. It's going to go right back into their car. Yeah, it'll hit their me? car. Yeah, it'll hit the side of their car. <laughs> I love that you're I using physics to explain why you don't wear a mask. <laughs> so that I carry, so I carry a bandana with me. In case something happens and I need to go talk to somebody, I have right. one, but I just avoid them. I just go to the next neighborhood, and then I just cru- – and if I see somebody coming, I make a left. I make a right. I turn around, and then I go home. <laughs> I've been, when I, when I, I go, go to the home. store, I wear one. When yeah, I go I anywhere, go. but – yeah, there's the physics. It's a physics thing. You like physics, right? Uh, Am I wrong, Walter, about the aerodynamics? You are 100% wrong about all of that, yeah. <laughs> you don't think so? You don't think if you spit out a window? If you Doesn't sneeze you usually out usually go through the back window? I mean, I've yeah, spit I mean, out like windows. Your window, yeah, it'll come in. But, I mean, we're talking about, like, like, uh, like a particulate that's, like, it's basically a gas. It's going to behave right. like a gas. You're talking about like a lump thing, like yeah, your your ash, your cigarette butt, something with some girth and weight. Yeah, it's gonna get sucked right back into the car. But you're right. talking about like you vaporized, you weaponized the coronavirus, and you're coughing. It's not gonna go back in the car, John. Then it's, it's. But coming off the highway, that's gonna be a hell of a cough, though. I mean, you've got to have a lot of corona per volume. <laughs> well, like if <laughs> somebody drives past you smoking a cigarette, you can smell it, right? True. Oh my God, you might have a fucking point. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about it that you way. You make a good point. I you mean, does I make to, a good point, yeah. I'll have to I'll just have to minimize that the time spent there. And that's not you're right. That's absolutely not it's not advisable. I know they're not attractive. It's not fashionable, the mask thing. And you feel probably a little claustrophobic and scared it's the work. Why do I have to wear this thing? Like it kind of makes it a little too real to have to wear the mask everywhere. But you know, it's mm. not your safety. It's it's everybody's safety that we're talking about, right? I've been running with a bandana on, and I look like I'm going to rob people. I know, right? <laughs> but I, I wear it around my neck like a gator, and then whenever I pass anyone on the trail, as soon as I see them, like, a few yards out, maybe 50, 60 yards out, I pull it right up and run past with sunglasses always, too. So okay. sometimes people will shrink away from me a little bit, like I'm just going to throw a hook at them. You know, like where I'm running by, I just hit them right in the face and then take their, you know, Fitbit. And <laughs> what if you got, what if you painted, like, a nice big smiling grin on it so they look like saying? you were happy? <laughs> like the Joker or something. Yeah, yeah that might, they might be like, they might smile back. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was yeah, the other was thing I wanted to talk about? Um, oh, oh, we were talking about coffee. You, what about the whipped coffee trend? Is anybody seeing what is this, this on? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I either. heard Can about you it. Explain this. 
So you take coffee, I guess like coffee grounds, sugar, and water, or and then you whip it up until it becomes some sort of coffee caramel, mm-hmm. like hot water, coffee grounds, and sugar. So hot water and sugar eventually will become some sort of caramel. Like it'll be like a nope. no, it won't. That's not how caramel works at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, maybe it's like it's like a it's like a coffee simple syrup. It gets really thick or something. I have no idea. I'm not. But a, I'm not. There's in it, so it's just like that sounds awful. Maybe it's whip. Maybe it's hot coffee and sugar, and then you whip it until it's super thick. Instead of foaming the milk with like a like a like a steam wand, they're gonna whip foam it. The, you foam the coffee with the sugar, mm-hmm. and then you put it on top of steam milk. No, that doesn't sound. No, well, my niece, my niece and her girlfriend were making it with a drill. They were putting like a beater into a drill and then making it with a cordless drill and like whipping the milk up. So I guess it's almost like a, maybe a heavy cream or something. You whip it up, so, but I don't know. It looks like that. Can you see that? So the yeah. top of that is it's like coffee, coffee. with whipped cream. That's kind probably it. what it sounds okay. like. Yeah. That's all it is. Uh, so uh, yeah. and then you put it on top of hot milk. Which I mean, I've never been a huge. I have for a very long time. I don't usually drink lattes or oh. stuff with lots of cream. I don't know. Oh man, that's like Fart City for me, man. I ain't fucking with that. Are you la- are you are lactose now, huh? Intolerant. Or him. You, Jerry. Jerry. Me, yes. No, I've been lactose intolerant this whole time since the day you met me. I just never cared. Oh. <laughs> and now that I'm, you know what I mean? Now that I'm trying, not necessarily trying to eat healthier, but now that I'm a little more aware of what's going on in my body, like every time I drink milk, I mean, I can eat pizza, but for some reason it's milk. When I drink milk, it's just rough, man. I get cramps and yeah, fart up the house. And... Not Walter, man. He's like the McPoyle brothers on um, it's <laughs> in Philadelphia. Are you familiar with this show, Walter, or this character? Uh, it's the guy from Westworld, right? Right. Yes, yeah. it is. Maybe he wears yes. a bathrobe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I've, okay. I've seen an episode or two, but I've never seen them drink milk. Yeah. That's, that's their thing. They love to drink milk. They, I like drink it. about a gallon a week. Wow. <laughs> Just like my daughter. My daughter loves it. Olive loves it. She goes through milk like crazy. So what do you drink it with? Do you like have it in the morning? Do you have it like at that lunch? Do you have well, a glass like, with like a nice spaghetti dinner? Well, I drink whole milk, so it's like it's very filling. Like if I, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to diet or gain or lose weight or anything like that. But like, I know I I recognize in myself a lot of unhealthy eating habits. So I know like if I'm gonna go out and I know there's gonna be like fast food options and stuff out there. If I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna be weak willed and and get like pizza and stuff, which I'll sit and eat an entire pizza by myself. But uh-huh. if I, I just if I do like a, a like a pint of milk before I leave the house, like it just kind of fills me up, and I'm not hungry for the rest, like for hours. Like it just kind of. Do you? And I, yeah. Do you think there's like a deeper eating disorder going on here? <laughs> like. Well, I mean, I've always had kind of a sensitive stomach too, and like it, it it's good for my uh, heartburn, and you know, if I'm going to bed at night, you know, I'm just kind of have like a little half a glass of milk and just settles my stomach down, and huh. if that I don't pace. have some. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just. A whole glass of whole milk and a whole pizza. Just <laughs> I've <laughs> like done it before. Big ass tumblers of milk and a whole fucking pizza. Yeah. That's, I admire it. Mm-hmm. I've done it. Not the milk, but I've definitely eaten a whole pizza before. Absolutely yeah. eat a whole pizza before. I've eaten a whole pizza before. It happens yeah. on accident. Like I'll eat like maybe half of it. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna wrap this up. 
and then I'll like have another slice with you, and then like an hour later I'll pull it out of the fridge and finish it. It's just like mm -hmm. I don't even put it in the fridge. I just leave it on top of the stove and just assume like an hour later it's it fine. Far. Yeah, it doesn't make it that far. I never did. I used to get so I used to get the I would get the little cornmeal crusts. They're like these little cornmeal crust pizzas from Whole Foods that like have mushrooms and whatever on it. And then I would get some ground sausage and then I would get cheese and olives and onions and like put it all on there and bake the whole thing. So it was like super thick deep dish and I would have like two slices and then I would have two more and then there'd only be two left. And it's like, I'm not gonna Actually, want those tomorrow. Up. They're not gonna yeah. be great tomorrow. They're gonna no. be as good as they're gonna get right now. So I might as well eat it all and enjoy it and then hate myself all in one rather than think about it the next day when I'm trying to enjoy this miserable piece of shit slice of pizza that's cold and just remind myself of how much I hate myself for eating the whole thing and just get it done. Oh, dude. Uh, I, I, I remember like, oh, God, it was so long ago, but I bought one of those Totino, the little Totino party pizzas because they were my favorites. I really liked the sauce and the crust. They were like my of the junk pizzas. And I remember coming home from the bar drunk and hitting the 7-Eleven over on 29th and Willamette and buying a Totino's party pizza and then baking it and then stripping out of my underwear and rolling it up like a burrito and eating it in front of the TV. But mm. it was still hot. And when I bit it, all the hot cheese and shit came out and burnt my lap. Like, I gave myself a blister. <clears throat> Jesus. On my bare thigh. Like, I used to love those things. I'd roll them up mm -hmm. like a big burrito and be like, Totino's party burrito, you know, like. Oh, I burnt the shit out of myself eating those. So I haven't had one of those in a long time. Mm. I'd still eat one now, though. I'd try it. I want to see. Mm -hmm. You can get a small one, maybe. Yeah, a little guy. Or half of one, give the other half to Olive or Megan. Yeah. Megan will eat anything, yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's my wife. My wife will eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> can uh, Jerry, I, I, you told me earlier you had a little bit of... Um, oh, we had some high-stakes drama this morning. Oh, we and I was into wondering, this? I'm going to watch... I'm gonna pop this out. I I like, yeah. Dude. Are we talking about? Can we my talk old... about it? All right. So I and then I talked to Megan about it too, which is rare because we don't really talk about stuff like this with each other because I don't want to gross her out. And she's really my wife is really um, what's the word? She's like really uh, not shy is the wrong word, but she just like farts and squeamish. Poop. Squeamish is kind of a word, but she's not squeamish. She's just more like really reserved about like farts and poop aren't funny to her like poop is like it's just a thing it happens like my yeah. wife's my wife's never farted in front of me ever i know she's a normal human being and has those functions she just doesn't she never has you know right mm -hmm. or she has i just don't anyway so it's i was i was texting john this morning walter and i, I had to tell somebody and now everybody's gonna find out but i got up at like five i don't know why just my body woke up at five and so i was like okay fine i'm awake and so i went out in the living room and turned on the news and had a cup of coffee and i'm like oh i gotta go take a dump so i went and took a dump and then i went back i flushed the toilet washed my hands went back out in the living room was watching tv about 45 minutes past i'm like oh, i gotta go pee so i go back into my bathroom and flip the lid and the turd is still just sitting there it's just sitting there <laughs> and i'm like oh no i broke the toilet i thought i had clogged the toilet because olive was convinced she had clogged the toilet the other day and she had it and so I like flush it again to make sure because you know you're like oh no there's still everything's still there it's not nothing's happening so you flush again just to see if the water rises or not you know and the water didn't rise it just nothing happened it just didn't it flushed but nothing went anywhere and I was like oh fuck I shit so big it won't go <laughs> it won't go down 
And I guess I've been eating really well. I've been eating a lot of fiber. So I'm like, this thing is super dense and it's not going anywhere. And it, at this point it was like 6.30 in the morning. So I had to go out in the yard and get a stick because I didn't want to break it up with the plunger because I didn't, no. I didn't want to yeah. rinse it off. That's really gross, right? I even be telling yeah. the story, I can tell it's bugging you. But <laughs> I had to go out in the yard in my pajamas and get a stick and like break all the branches off the stick mm -hmm. so there wasn't like foliage and then come back in here and like make work of it so so what makes a good poop breaking stick like what's are you looking for something with length oh it's with, like about like, it had to be really long because i was i'm super squeamish i had to put on my corona mask so i couldn't smell it it was because i didn't want to throw up stick when we were I, done? I, I shoved it back in the fire pit and then i told my dad about it and my dad was like oh man you're gonna go out there tomorrow and olive's gonna be playing fetch with the dog with that stick so you better, like, <laughs> <laughs> I like shoved it back in the fire pit out there and I'm like, oh, I got to burn this. But at like 6 30 in the morning, I had a stupid coronavirus mask on and I'm breaking this turd apart. I didn't even break it. I just nudged it. I just eased it back into the thing. Mm. Yeah. This work? It worked. It, everything went fine. I didn't have to use the plunger or anything. I, I, it's, it's hard for me to tell the story because I can see Walter being visibly distressed right now. And so I'm going to be all right. And this is like, I've not really, I'm like, oh, fuck. I, I knew John, I shouldn't even have texted you because I'm like, John's going to bring this up on the podcast and then he's going to put it out there and like you're, all of your 12 listeners <laughs> are going to be discussed. Five now. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe, dude. Um, do you, don't you think like maybe the stick might be something you keep if you're going to continue on this diet, like that you might need to do this again, or will you find just will it be a fresh stick? I don't think stick? there'll be a shortage of sticks out in the okay. wild. I mean, I live yeah. in Oregon, and there's a lot of trees get a sap. But you know, I mean, when you're desperate, you yeah. gotta do this kind of stuff. Who knows? Society may break down soon, John. Who knows? Yeah. And we're all mm -hmm. gonna get a shit stick. We're all gonna have to get a shit stick, and that'll be our way. That like, and then you can tell who's the elder of this, the village, who by who has the oldest shit stick or the the best shit stick in the group. They're yeah. like, oh, yeah. Well, it'd be like just like like a hot dog on a stick, but it'd be a turd on a stick, and you just kind of that's how no you stay turd. Away. It would just, it'd just be, be like finely polished with the leather strap and <laughs> sanitized. Just your initials you know. on it. <laughs> yeah, turd turd levius uh, wing. Turd uh, what is it? It's like a, like a stick turd leviosa or wing lip. I don't know. It's a Harry Potter oh, thing. Jesus. Um, yeah. So I just I just know that I've had those moments where um, the the when the water starts going up and you're like the only thing it. to this is it. Like the you only thing the to do is pretty fast. <laughs> oh God! I, if you just let me through this, like just I'll let me through I'll this. Do whatever. <laughs> I'd also like to say I love that we're talking about turds on a food podcast though. Hmm. It's, you know, we like to go, you know, full circle. I mean, this it's Do a we? whole thing. Do, Do we? we? Do we? <laughs> there's, a great, there's a great book called Gulp by Mary Roach. And you guys are both fans of Mary Roach. She right. wrote uh, Stiff. She wrote Boink about sex. Stiff was about cadavers. You remember right. that book, right, Walter? Stiff. She, I have another one on called Spook about ghosts. And so she wrote one about Gulp, about the whole from, from eating, from digestion to defecation and it's mm -hmm. fascinating. It was a great read. It was fascinating. If you like science and digestion, maybe you don't. I don't know. We've crossed that line for me. <laughs> yeah, we really have. Really yeah, have. I just, but I mean, at that point, you just have to like throw the plunger through the, through the, through the 
pole of shit and get get it down, or else no, it's gonna be all. I floor. didn't want to fuck oh. the plunger up. I yeah, I mean, I, I fucked up a couple plungers. And because then I just you got to wash the plunger after, too, and get more familiar with what you, you're supposed to be leaving, right? You're leaving? Nobody wants to be... That, that's why it's called the leaving, because you got to leave it alone. Like, don't be fucking with it. Like, So me with this plunger, I was like, man, this is a real nice plunger, too. Like, it'd be a shame <laughs> if someone got shit all over it. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, I get it. I mean, I just... I bleach out the little holder, too, that the plunger comes in and kind of... I mean, although bleach is, I haven't been able to find bleach, Walter. Do you do you know really? a place? The last couple of times I've been to the drugstore. Well, stores that have everything. No, oh, I don't okay. like to talk about it in public because then they'll the hoarders will come and and steal all the toilet paper. You know. It's gonna be meat soon. You heard about this, right? That they're meat. The meat yeah. 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 Do you know that there? Well, there's there's some serious outbreaks within the the meat processing plants, in a lot of them. With the with the workers, and they're also saying that because of the way that things are, the meat is processed, that the potential for spread is is imminent. Well, not in the meat, not in the meat, not not in not the meat, in the, in the meat. people, just the workers, yeah. the people, yeah. right? Yeah. Which is weird because I mean, if you ever been to like a like a butcher shop or like where they actually are processing this meat, everyone's already wearing masks and gloves. Like, right. Mm-hmm. It's the dawn of time. It's just. I don't know. Well, they weird. just, I think they tend to cut corners in the processing plant to become, to be more quote unquote efficient, you know? Mm-hmm. So you got people on top of each other. And instead of the meat companies being like, oh, maybe we should put more space between these people and manufacture less meat, they're like, no, we need to up our product. And then people get sick, you know? Me for what, I for one, I don't, whatever, meat, you get rid of meat, whatever. I, I can live without meat. I can figure mm-hmm. it out, you know? I live in Eugene, it's not hard here. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Walter? Could you live without meat? I could. I mean, I just did a, a lamb roast uh, yesterday. <laughs> uh, I, did leg, I did a leg of lamb, and uh uh-huh. so then today I was breaking it down. I make a couple, made a couple of shepherd's pies for uh, for the next couple of days, and uh, oh man, that sounds good. And uh, yeah, I was slicing it super thin. Had some lamb sandwiches this morning for breakfast, and I mean, I can live without meat. I mean, like that's the first real meat thing that I've prepared. Mm-hmm. I had a bologna sandwich two weeks ago, but I mean, like, it's not like, yeah, meat doesn't really rule my life anymore. It's not like, right. (laughs) I think of Walter the lamb, like, I think lamb is your, like, one of your favorite meats. Cause I remember in Seattle, we had a few barbecues and you'd bring lamb burgers over. And there were two times where the lamb had already gone bad. Yeah. You were like so upset. You were like, fuck this lamb. Like well, because were... I just bought it. Like I bought I it like minutes ago at the goddamn grocery store. They're selling fucking turned lamb. Like, yeah, I was pissed. But um, it is. It would. I mean, it's yeah. it's tasty stuff. And and it's well, it's, it's not something that I eat often. You know. Right. So so yeah, when I am preparing a roast or something like that's usually like my go-to. Yeah, if I'm doing a barbecue, which I don't go to a lot of barbecues, it's kind of a, a special occasion. Like I have hamburgers yeah. all the time. You know, I have hot yeah. dogs. You know, whenever. But yeah. So yeah, I like a little lamb burger and. I appreciate the spectrum of your of your choices, Walter. You're like, well, I, I roasted a leg of lamb the other night, but I did have a bologna sandwich two weeks ago. Right. Like, you know, yeah. you, <clears throat> right. what, like makes, what makes a good bologna sandwich? Oh, uh, simplicity. It's just it's just bologna and mustard on white bread for me. No, no cheese? cheese? No, nothing. And uh, and I what I really like to do is if, I, if I'm treating myself, like I'll get the movie already, you know, or whatever I'm going to do. And I, I like to cut the crusts off, and I like to cut them on a diagonal, so they look like little 
You ever see 2001 Space Odyssey? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where they're going to the moon for the first time, and they're sitting there in this little capsule, and the one guy, like, they're just kind of chit-chatting about, like, whatever it is they're going to be doing, and the guy busts out a cooler and starts passing out sandwiches. And it, it's not a bologna sandwich. That's he's like, oh, there's turkey, and there's chicken, and there's something else. And he's like, oh, I'll have a chicken, I'll have a turkey. They all look exactly the same, but they look like a bologna sandwich, like, with a crust cut off. Like, they just look like a space sandwich. And uh, yeah. a really weird, futuristic, like, clean, I don't know. Triangle sandwich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's when you want to treat thing. yourself. My mother used to cut them in half. She never cut them at an angle, so we'd always get it just cut, like, right down the middle, like. And so when I started dating my wife, she cuts every sandwich. She even if she makes it for herself, she always cuts it in down in a, in a triangle at an angle. And I never cut my sandwiches at all. I just make the sandwich and eat mm-hmm. it. So I'd make her a sandwich and then give it to her, and she'd be like, "You're not gonna cut it." And so then I'd cut it in half, and she'd be like, "What the? What is this? This is not. It's not how you cut it. This is not right. Yeah. It's not. It's cutting little it, things Jerry. like that. I mean, that's yeah. yeah it's... <clears throat> that make you feel human. Yeah, they make life interesting, I think. You know, like, yeah. we all have our own weird sandwich, you know? Right. There was a, one of those chaos flowcharts, you know, like uh, chaotic good, neutral good, chaotic evil kind of things. Mm-hmm. And it was broken down by how you cut your sandwich. So, like, chaotic evil was, like, two cuts, like, this way, like, vertically <laughs> to the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, like, I don't it's know. Like it was just a cool little graphic. Yeah. And the yeah. triangle was what? Good, triangle, good. That was, like, neutral, neutral good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, like, down the middle, I think, was, like, neutral evil or something like that. That's my mom. Every sandwich is just right down the middle, like, forcefully, just, and not even with a knife, like, the butter knife. Like, she would make us peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and just hack it with the butter knife. Thanks, so, Leanne. There was, the, there was this sandwich that became popular during the Great Depression of 1929 in the, in the early 30s. And so, and I'm wondering what you think about this. And because it was, you know, it's important to have protein, it's important to have fat it's important to have carbs right Mm. so what became popular mostly in the southern states was peanut butter and mayonnaise on white bread wow (laughs) that sounds awful i mean if all you have are condiments then yeah i mean i guess you (laughs) do what you can to survive Mm -hmm. you have that little bit of tuna fish left and you kind of make your tuna fish sandwiches and then you start running out of tuna fish so you end up with just mayonnaise at one point right (laughs) so just peanut butter and mayonnaise i yeah i don't know i is that something you you wouldn't eat. Do you even like mayonnaise, Walter? You don't, do you? I mean, you make your own okay. yet, or? Yeah. Uh, well, I used to have to in culinary school. You know, handmade aioli is a bitch. But um, you know, I remember like I think it was peanut butter. I think it was peanut butter sandwich. It was some kind of sandwich my mother would make, and she'd put butter on it, and then fold it in half, and the bread would split, and some of the butter would come out <laughs> the back of it. And I remember like she'd hand me one of these things. I'm like, I'm not eating that. She's like, You love peanut butter sandwiches. I was like. But there's butter in there. It's like, no, well, I always put it in there. And I was like, I don't remember that. Like, I don't know what, what age I became became aware of this butter thing that she was doing. And I, that's, yeah. That's a throwback, though, right? Isn't that what they did in the 50s? They put butter in the sandwiches instead of mayonnaise. They would put, you would have a sandwich and have butter in it. It's yeah. a butter sandwich. I have a well, I butter have a and like bologna and maybe that. a hunk of cheese or something or a pickle or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've never had a sandwich, well, other than grilled cheese, you know. Right. But yeah. I, I like that your mom folded it, not just it's just one slice and then fold yeah, it rather it. than two slices and cut it. But I mean, I guess if you're saving on bread or you're just oh, making half a sandwich kid. or yeah. you're just a little kid. Yeah, you don't need hey. to give a little kid no. a whole sandwich, you know. Um, but yeah, I um, 
I don't know. I would never try a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. It sounds fucking terrible. Um, there's I this other one. I would take one bite. You could take one bite? I would take one bite just to say I did it. <laughs> just to know. I just want to know. And then I'd probably be grossed out, but I would at least try it. I would mm-hmm. take one bite. You swallow? Um, I don't know. That's the question. Once I started chewing, because I'm not really, textures don't bug me too much. Um, Mm. My big thing is I don't like mixing sweet and savory very often. That bothers me for some reason. And some of the best foods are sweet and savory mixed together. And considering the culture I was raised in, we mix, would mix sweet and savory constantly, like on the border, you know, in Mexican culture. It's usually spicy and sweet, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I'd swallow it. Once I started chewing, I'd be like, oh, man, I've made a mistake, you know. <laughs> um, so, you guys, I got to know, um, what if, like, where do you guys stand on pudding? Walter, where do you stand on pudding? It's great. I mean. Is it? Yeah. You like, oh, I mean, okay. Well, you could be, okay, because of the yogurt thing. So, you, oh, you're, you don't you're like not, yogurt. you don't. He doesn't like, like, yeah, like chocolate pudding. I mean, the problem with chocolate pudding is I get a stomachache because I eat it so fast. Because, like I was telling, we was talking about the the yogurt and banana situations. Like, if anything has like really intense, delicious flavor but no texture, like I can't hold it in my mouth for very long. It hits a gag reflex in my my jaw. Like I can't. Really? I have to swallow it really quickly. And so, like with yogurt, it comes in like this tiny little cup. And so usually, mm-hmm. like it's like gone in like thirty seconds, or it just like gets in my mouth, and I want to enjoy that flavor, so I'll just eat strawberries. Like I'm not trying to eat fucking yogurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gross, but but yeah, chocolate pudding, but it's gone in like a second. Like I will, right. I will horf that shit down. Like, because you like enjoy it. Drink it. Like it's because, just because you enjoy it, though, or because you don't the want to flavor's throw up. good. Oh. <laughs> well, no, because <laughs> because I can't hold it in my mouth, or I'll throw yeah, up. yeah. Like I have to put it in. Like I, <laughs> But I swallow it, my body's gonna reject it. Right? You're not gonna be very good in space when all there is is yogurts and puddings. Uh, eat really quick. <laughs> I, love I, I love it, right? You love pudding, flan. I love it. It's my favorite. Custard pudding, anything. Tapioca. I like tapiocas themselves. I like any pudding, anything soft, and yeah, I'll eat yogurt. I like all that stuff. I love it all. I'm like an old man. Butterscotch pudding's like one of my favorite things. Yeah, love it. And then oh. you know there was there was a long standing. I don't know if it still exists between you two guys, but mm-hmm. there was a long standing. I don't want to say feud, but it was a point of contention. Um, is this Walter would discuss is this um, about time travel? Oh, the, oh, I don't know. Travel. Maybe is there more? Maybe the trivial no. pursuit. Well, no. I oh the trivial pursuit one too. But I was real drunk at the trivial pursuit one. I think I was I was drunk with the time travel one too. But I do have to say I love that John brings on your old friends Walter onto the podcast and just tries to bring up the shit that yeah, like all enough. of our old beefs. Yeah. And, the, and yeah. the time travel thing was like in hindsight I was like, dang, Walter actually has some pretty good fucking points. Like I think I was just arguing to argue at that point, honestly. <laughs> um. I really was. I don't know physics, man. I don't know physics. <laughs> oh, okay. He was like, I want to build a time machine in my garage. And I was like, I will be your fucking nemesis. I will be like your your uh, enemy. Like I every 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 superhero needs a villain and I'll be your villain and I'll come smash it. And Walter's like, you can't smash it because I'll travel into the past. You know, and like it's just like infuriating me because I'm like, listen to me, I'm going to be your nemesis. And of course he's like playing his part, so he's like, Yeah, no, you every time I know you I'll know you're coming because I've traveled through time, so I'll know when you'll get here. 
and I'll bring a spoon. And then he had this whole thing with spoons and time traveling. And I'm like, spoons aren't going to help you. That was from a Christopher Reeve movie. And you're like, it wasn't from a Christopher Reeve movie. I think the Christopher well, Reeve one was a penny. It was a oh. penny. Yeah. Walter had spoons, the spoon theory. Yeah. <clears throat> but I, like I said, that was like so long ago. And like, those are it all like the memory of it. Like it comes in and out. Like, I'm like, okay. I was super upset about this thing, and then it became a meme between me and Walter because I got so fucking worked up. You know what I was thinking about, Walter, was Halloween. Me, you, and Terrell went to that guy's apartment who lived above a storefront, and you were Kal-El, I think, uh-huh. and then Terrell was, like, Superman's, Kal-El's wife or something. You were, no, yeah. you were Jor-El, right? The dad? Yeah. Yeah. And you had, and you had, had and, you, this... and you threw Superman off the roof. Yeah. Yes, I kept, and I kept saying, <laughs> Are you going to fucking fly, Superman? I ripped the baby out of Walter's arms and throw it off the roof. And I was thinking about that as a party. I'm like, that's so mean. Why the fuck was I doing that? <clears throat> Did the baby fly? Did you really throw it off the roof? Yeah, a yeah. couple times. Because then he'd oh, run down there. Guy. <laughs> Some guy like threw it back up to us. Jerry like, grabbed it and threw it out again. <laughs> I'm like, Superman, it was funny. <clears throat> um, what was the trivial pursuit? I don't remember that. He remembers that. I can't remember that. <laughs> that was uh, I mean, bringing up I might. It was who wrote the uh, Great Train Robbery. Oh, you <laughs> fucking dick! Oh yeah. <laughs> and it was Michael Crichton. That's because I right. Had the book. I just it finished reading Michael. it, right. and I was like, Michael Crichton. And you're, Jerry's like, No, it's fucking not. Like that's, you know, that's not. You know, he's like super mad about it. And I was like, I bet you anything. And like, I brought the book in for him and. He couldn't no. just say you were wrong. No. He's like, he brought the book to you no. at work, right? Or something <laughs> like that. No, no, he knocked on my door and then left. And then just left it sitting on my doorstep. He didn't even give it to this kid. He knocked on the door and then did that Walter thing where like Batman, where he just disappears when you turn around and there's just this book. And I'm like, motherfucker. Because I was functioning under the thought that one of the first still silent movies they made was called The Great Train Robbery. Right. So I was like, oh, this story has to be older than Michael Crichton. But apparently right. it wasn't. It must have been his take on it or something, but I was like, yeah. "Oh, it's he based on." It. Like, I agree yeah. with you because, like, yeah, I did. I did a little research, and yeah, it's like it's a really old black and white silent film, The Great Train Robbery, and so I feel like you were justified in your objection to the answer. I was just really worked up because it's very easy to get me worked up. I would just froth out, and especially on Walter, because Walter was like my like my intellectual match so i was like you motherfucker you're not as smart as me and then you'd be smarter than me and then it'd be like fuck i'm foiled so which one of you was moriarty and which one of you is holmes i think we were both simultaneously <laughs> physics and 50 50 time travel like where he ended i began you know we like mm-hmm. looked in and out of each other yeah mm. i do i mean i, I don't want to do these walter stories i do remember walter though when i lived in seattle strolling up to my house and he's just completely covered in blood like just from like his waist down and i thought he had spilt chocolate milk all over himself like because it was all dry blood and Mm -hmm. he's just all hey how's it going like nothing had fucking (laughs) happened he had like split his arm open like trying to punch someone through a window or something and yeah do you remember that john of course you do because maybe took his stitches out at your house yeah we were there yeah but i yeah that was we talked about that that was that was on this, yeah. No, 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 no. Was, it's okay. But you were there for the the, the stitch removal. The yes. aftermath. The yeah. aftermath. I was yeah. also there. He came to my house like the day, next day. Like he had gotten out of the hospital and for some reason stopped by my house to say hello, or to get something from me, or to give me something. And you were like completely covered in dried blood. And I was like, Did you feel shocked? No, he had just gotten out of the hospital. I think. Well, well, I didn't stay overnight. John drove me to the ER, 
Right. I but how I did you get up to Jerry's house? I just wanted to show off my my, my probably so body. Like, oh, I'll just swing by Jerry's house and show him his cool pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my cool new suit. Oh, my <laughs> God. That was so wild. <clears throat> Story. But wait, your wife took out his stitches? Yeah, Megan took your stitches out. Vaguely, yeah. maybe, yeah. Probably more than once. <clears throat> yeah, because Megan always had stitches because she was really clumsy in her tween, teen, early teen tween years. Megan was real. Her legs and arms grew too fast, so she was always falling down and splitting something open. She has a scar under her chin that she split open like four different times as a kid, and so her dad would just take the stitches out for her, and so she had learned, I guess, in the ranch. <laughs> She's like, I got you, Walter. Let's do this. <laughs> just snip, snip, pull, pull, and uh-huh. all good. And yeah. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about pudding, John? I love pudding. I don't have a problem with pudding. I mean, I I eat bananas all the time, too. And when they get too mushy, you just put them in a smoothie, which I know sounds probably disgusting to you, Walter. You don't do smoothies either. I I fired up my juicer for the first time today. What'd you put in there? Well, I had a a bunch of strawberries. And uh, well, so I kind of let it get away from me a little bit. I kind of got excited. (laughs) So I did all the strawberry. I did like the whole thing of strawberries. Mm-hmm. And it was like 30 strawberries equals two cups. And I was like, I'm going to want more than, you know, two cups is what, 16 ounce? I'm going to want more than that. Like a mm-hmm. strawberry juice? Yeah. So I, I juiced them all in there. And then I was like, oh, shit, I got that celery in there. So I just I just added celery to it. Mm-hmm. And I had like all these cherry tomatoes. from. I got one of those little packs, you know, with like the ranch and the broccoli and the carrots. Uh-huh. You know? There's like all these cherry <laughs> yeah. tomatoes in there. Like who the hell is going to sit there and eat cherry tomatoes like that? It's weird. Yeah. So I that threw those weird. in there. And then uh, I had a pear. So I chopped that up and threw it in there. And it's good. Good. I threw so everything you, in there. You how juiced many a crudite platter? What? You juiced a crudite platter? Basically, yeah. <laughs> How was it? It was really delicious. I drank like a, probably like a week's worth of vegetables. <laughs> and then how ounces did you end up with the finished product? Did, could you estimate? Was it more than 16 uh, ounces of, of food? Well, because the little jar that you, you did, to put it into is probably like a maybe a little, maybe a pint and a half. It might okay. be a quart. It's kind of stock. It might be a quart, quarter of oh. a gallon. Yeah, it's probably like that. And I, I, drank the strawberry stuff it was like half down and i filled it back up with the pear and the celery and <laughs> kept adding to it so probably maybe maybe like a half gallon Jeez. you drank a half gallon of vegetable and fruit juice today maybe not quite maybe a little less just shy okay of. but that's a lot of um fruit yeah, to great. put on <laughs> well good i'm glad i i think that it's going to have a uh a cleansing effect <clears throat> yeah on yeah, you. So I'm important because I also ate a, an entire leg of lamb in the last 24 hours. So. <laughs> it's gonna be wild. I'm. Li- <laughs> I would tell you to stay close to home, that. but I know that everybody is already. Um, I just know when I first started, when I got my juicer and I started juicing, like I would, I would do the same thing. I was like, well, what about let's do grapes? Let's throw some grapes and pears. And I was like, let's do everything green. We'll put spinach and celery and and. I didn't realize how quickly it would affect me, and it was like later that night, and even not even the next day, where it was just like, ooh. Because I haven't gone to the bathroom yet today, so <laughs> it's coming. I got... It'll be um, significant, but mm-hmm. um, it's gonna be a reckoning. I would say too, if you if you haven't already, you should try and clean the juicer right after you use it, because yeah, put it in the dishwasher. I'm gonna okay. run it here. Yeah, it's. Gonna... I learned that too, where if you try to leave it and then the the vegetable matter just fucking turns. All the sugar, it's gonna yeah, it's gonna yeah. Fucking 
dry out and harden like a. Mm-hmm. Are you still using the juicer, John? I gave mine to my girlfriend, <clears throat> who she says hello, by the way. Um, oh, hello. She hey. uses it. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I don't think she'll ever listen to this. She doesn't listen to this podcast at all. So, and that's fine. Um, she, I always talk, I always have to tell her about some podcast or something like that. And she's like, Oh, you mean white guys talking? And I was like, Yeah, that's probably that's most white of it. That's, <laughs> that's like there's if there's if there's three quarters of a million podcasts out there, most of them are just white guys talking. She's like, Yeah, I'm not interested. I was like, I understand. Um, so no, I I used to I do more blending because I feel like I like to get the fiber of yeah. the of the product. I mean, the juicing's good for certain things, and like I did a juice cleanse. It's not really a cleanse. Nothing's really getting cleansed, but it's more. I guess you call it a juice fast, and mm-hmm. um, that was that was weird. And I didn't drink any coffee either, and it was like, it felt awful by day two. I think I remember. weren't we talking about this a few months ago? Or was yeah. this about a year ago? This is about a year ago, and it was just like, but on day three, I started to feel really good. Like, just, but it was it was fucking weird. Like, like was, delirious. From not eating any food, do you think? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I have to. I mean, I would. I think I would try it again. I don't know. Walter, would you do a juice, uh, juice fast? Would you just drink straight no. juice? No. Yeah, I wouldn't. You gotta do what I. Yeah. yeah. Do what I've been doing. You're gonna be doing what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> just bologna um, sandwiches, racks of lamb, just fucking living the high life over there. Like, dude. A, like <laughs> the rack of lamb that you see in the movies with the little legs sticking up, or the ribs, I mean, sticking up. No, it's a bone, boneless. Leg, okay. the leg of lamb. The leg of lamb. Okay, okay. Um, oh, we were talking pounds. about. Does everyone, Walter? Have you seen Tiger King yet? Have you watched this? I have and will not uh, watch that or <laughs> about it. Like, I've heard a couple things about it, and it's kind of just upsets me that anyone is giving these people credence, uh, paying their sponsors so that they keep finding these people and and giving them money and and encouraging this behavior of. Uh, yeah. animal abuse and just depraved fucking general behavior i think it's deplorable so fuck all of them okay i was just saying i think it's going to be a popular halloween costume but um ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but i i agree with you it's really fucked up and weird and, and really I, weird. I watched the whole thing um so did i <laughs> there's I this like, have you ever made cheese walter are you familiar with do you make have you ever done it outside of school I have not. you remember josh holmes though Mm-hmm. He used to make cheese at Hula Hula. Like he was make making it. He had like these baskets like of of the of the whey product draining out. And mm-hmm. You know, I read about it when I after I read after I made the butter and I was like researching it and I opened up that old book that I had. So I thought about. I know I have not made cheese, but it's on my list. But you could make cheese out of any milk, right? Technically. Uh, basically, I mean, it has to have a relatively high fat content. Okay, because um, I was reading about this thing where they they were making moose cheese in Sweden, like they were milking moose. <laughs> Great! It's like five hundred dollars a pound for this stuff. Really? Did you hear about the the human cultured cheese? Because you have to culture the cheese. You have to like impart uh, bacterium strains to mm-hmm. culture the the milk product, mm-hmm. and like that's how you get like blue vein cheese, like blue cheeses and stuff. And some chuckleheads somewhere were using human uh, like sweat. To, to cultivate the bacteria to make like basically human cheese yeah and, not, not it, from human milk but oh it smelled like like bo like you like the cheese would smell like a sweaty man like wow so you know so here's here's a funny thing walter and i when 
So this is like three years ago when you did that carrot drink for that competition. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jerry did all the artwork for it. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Jerry, you remember when I hit you up and I was like, can you draw me Bugs Bunny as a woman in a martini glass? <laughs> and you were like, oh, whatever. You're always just kind of like, okay, yeah, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> you're doing, John, but sure. Not going to pay me anything? Yeah, I'd be happy to draw some shit for you. And like, <laughs> The rabbit's ruined. <clears throat> the rabbit's ruined. That's right. So Walter and I went out on the farm because we were making this video for kind of that was one of the ideas for the for the cocktail competition was to kind of have something for people to look at. So I was like, I got Walter in his overalls walking around with the pigs and pulling carrots out of the ground and stuff like that. And one of the things these people made was um, goat cheese. And we're all familiar how goat cheese has that really strong musk and that scent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're walking around and you can smell it. And it smells like goat cheese in the middle of this field with all these goats. And we're like, why does that, that sort of tangy musky, yeah. I was like, mm, that smells delicious. You guys are already making some cheese then? And they're like, no, that's just the smell of the goat's balls. Oh, nice. And I couldn't, I couldn't eat goat cheese for like a year after that. Oh, my God. So, I'm not telling my wife this. No way. That's <laughs> so like your talking, favorite thing. So you talk about sweat glands or like bacteria to make the cheese? Oh. That's where it comes from. But that smell yeah. is the smell of musky goat balls. <clears throat> I don't know. Oh my god, dude. Mm. Uh, uh. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't I haven't I haven't eaten much cheese. I don't know. In the last in a while. I did finally eat that beef jerky you gave me, Walter. Oh yeah? <clears throat> it was very good. It's like the best beef jerky in the world. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> oh, made made there in Napa or something or some Yeah, it's some weird beef jerky. I don't know where it is. I thought you took me out there for the first time. John. I might have taken you once. I think it's called Angelo's. Angelo's. Yeah, Angelo's. And then oh. McKinsey took me out there. So I like knew where it was. I was driving by with Tasha, like whatever that was, a couple months ago. I was like, oh, I got to get everybody tricky from here. And Walter, is it me or does it look like you, did, have you gotten a haircut or a trim? I did the Corona cut. Yeah. I've... So can you talk to me about this? Because I, I haven't gotten one. Jerry, you haven't trimmed any hairs have you megan was gonna cut my hair but then she closed on this house she's selling so she's like i ain't got time to cut your hair baby i'm still <laughs> let her do it what is the corona cut walter well it's like if you if you don't have a talented and lovely wife that knows how to cut human hair yeah you know, know. and you're just like a, an alone man by himself and you've got some clippers and your barber shop is closed and everyone's closed and you start to look like like not a good version of Jesus, you know, right. just like a mm -hmm. really like fucked up homeless looking guy. Mm -hmm. Got to cut it off. So you just did yeah. it yourself in the back and everything. You just yeah. I mean, it looks fine from here. Yeah, it's clean. Yeah, it's good. He's That's just, why. Well, it's not like he's doing anything too complex there, John. He's just kind of sh shaving his head, really. Yeah. Put on a number two and just keep going over it, you know, because then I look in the mirror like, oh, I missed like some like comb it and get it wet and like, oh god, there's like. Some weird, like ratty kind of. It looks pretty <laughs> fucked up. So I'd go back over it, you know, just kind of sit there for like an hour and just over it and over it and over it and make sure I didn't miss anything. Okay. Oh, I, I'd like to add a correction in there too. Megan's never cut my hair ever. Megan's never oh. cut a, another man's. Megan's never cut men's hair ever in her life. Okay. So this is gonna be like an experiment, and I was gonna be like, well, if you fuck it up, we can shave it off, I guess. So that's that. That's the risk. That's the plan is to give her to to have her cut your hair and then if it doesn't work, shave it off. Maybe or just give me like the, the Hitler Youth, just 
the undercut where they just shave bowl shave it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I want her to because then my mind is like in my mind I'm like great she's gonna cut my hair and then Oregon's gonna open all back up in like five days. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't go out. <laughs> you, right? to, like, you, you got a lot of hats. Hats are in season, yeah. Yeah. Um no, I've decided I'm just gonna let it go. I've been trimming the beard and I think that's mm-hmm. fine, but I'm just gonna let the hair grow. I haven't had long hair in a long time. And I think it's this is this is my time. Let's see what let happens. Oh, you know? <laughs> Long hair, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's what you got to say? That's it? I mean, I don't think I've had it since high school, since I've had actual, like, long hair. Was it a good idea then? <clears throat> there was a lot of things that weren't a good idea then. You're right. I mean, it's... That's what's no. just do all of them? <clears throat> I think, um, I don't know. I don't know what else to do, because I can't get a hold of Clippers. Do you know that they're all sold out? Like, the entire internet is out of Clippers. I have one really? tiny little shitty beard trimmer. I have yeah. some here if you need them, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, just sterilize them. Have just like, drive by. I'll throw them in your window. Dip them in yeah. some Barbasol. Physics. Or... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I think I'm just gonna let it go and just, I mean, you know, just sort of. It it looks fine from here. I mean, we're on a right. Skype. We're on a Skype call, so I don't know. I mean, it looks got... fine now, <clears throat> but I mean, in another month or another month or another month. You could go for the cool substitute teacher, 1991. You know, like kind of shaggy i'm afraid that i'm afraid with the sort of like the way that it thins you know kind of how it Uh you know because walter and i yeah walter Walter and i have kind of the same uh pattern where it thins Uh on either side and in the back there's a little patch Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm i'm a little concerned that if i let it grow too long i'll kind of like have this martin mole look you remember like martin mole on roseanne where it'd be kind of like long what i was thinking actually yeah but it's thin Mm -hmm. on top so it Mm -hmm. just looks kind of i don't know I don't know if that's too weird of a reference, but that's that's how that's what I'm concerned about. That's is that who all. I pictured though it was Martin Mull and Roseanne. As the I'm, I'm losing hair in the back too, though, man. I got a little patch, a thinning mm-hmm. patch in the back of my head. I can really? see a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just it's, don't have it. You've got that solid front line there. You've. Got I got a solid front. Well, the light hits it just right. You can see. Oh shit, Jerry's in his forties. <laughs> but I mean, but, you just got that. What is what is the front line of an army called? Walter, what's the like the oh the front line, isn't it? The is front it? line. <laughs> the front no man's land? I don't know. Mm. The front. I don't know. But it's thinning in the back, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I can see it now that I'm making all these videos too, like I'll put the camera on a tripod and bend down to pick something up and then you know, and then I'll review the footage to edit it and I'm like, Oh man, mm. that light is shining right through there, Jerry. You gotta give up that ghost, man. What are you doing? But mm. yeah. So one other thing I wanted to ask you about, Walter, is um, we've talked about we've talked about food delivery, which um, I, before all this happened, I remember some people on on a, on a economy podcast that I listened to were talking about DoorDash and how they were in real trouble and they were going to fall apart. And we've talked about DoorDash being, you were saying that it's training people to live inside their little pods and be prepared for space travel and or um, you know pod living kind of. Right, all the seclusionism. All the seclusionism and that we'll be able to go in giant pods and travel to the next, you know, world and stuff like that. Um, but I also out all the uh, claustrophobia. Yeah. Well, so we're we're, we're still a couple generations away, you think? Uh, from even having the technology to go to space? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, we're not going to Jupiter tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Was there an actual question there? <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
Well, the question too was I saw this thing where it was like a, it was called Flippy, and it was this robotic arm that was supposed to work in like Burger King and McDonald's, and it would flip burgers and fry fries and stuff like that. Do you think that automation is going to have a big effect on the economy and food service jobs? Well, I mean, I saw some of that uh, with the little machine flipping burgers and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen like a, a, I mean, any kind of professional kitchen or even your own kitchen. Like if you go like under your hood system, like if you at your house, if you don't clean those the hoods, mm -hmm. you know, like that grease builds up really fast. Yes. And like all the shelves above and around your kitchen, you got to get up there and clean all that grease like regularly. And um, machines like that have a lot of moving parts. And I think that they they might be a fad pretty for a, for a minute. But I think once they see how hard it is going to be to clean those goddamn things, you know, mm. like you're gonna have to pay somebody a lot of money, like a technician, not you're not, not minimum wage to like take that robot apart, you right? Know? Like it's gonna be like an expensive uh, clean daily or weekly cleaning, yeah, yeah, right? Because those burgers are giving off a lot of nasty shit. So. And then they just catch on fire too. Right? They're, kind of, they're all covered <laughs> exactly. in grease. One spot. I mean, I've worked in kitchens that know that that shit. Yeah, can you imagine a robotic arm there for a fire, week? Man. Like, yeah, just <laughs> yeah. It's not gonna last very long at all. I'm you not make threatened. Point. They just get broke people to do it. Yeah. Well, that's, like they've been doing forever. The system for works great. So you don't okay. So you don't think it'll be it'll it'll have some automation is not going to have as big of an effect as they say it is, or no. no. I mean, like they're doing that with the bartenders too. Like I've, I've you know heard about the the robotic bartenders in Vegas and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like yeah, they can make a drink faster than I can, sure. But I mean, if you want to, you could just take those ingredients, chill them in a like a vending machine, you know, like a you know, and just have it mix and like pull your glass out. But that's not why people go to bars, you know. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. They want, you know, they want me to tell them where to buy cocaine or hookers. You know, they want, <laughs> they want, they want, they want me to tell them where to have dinner. You know, like they want, right. They, right. they want me to tell them a joke and make them. They want me to laugh at their joke. You know, they want, they want to be more than they are. You know, and right. a robot's not going to make them feel like more than they already are. It's going to make them feel sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, Sadder <laughs> than they are. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And you don't want to fuck the robot either. Nobody. Cosmo. Yeah. Nobody wants to fuck the robot. I mean, how many bars did I go into because the bartender was a good-looking girl that I kind of knew that I thought maybe right. I mean, she might let me stay after hours or something. I, and, and that was my motivation. It's it's totally the truth, though. Or just, yeah, I think you're absolutely right, though. So I get this all with tattooing. Like, what are you going to do when they automate tattooing? I'm like, you take half the experience out of it. You know, it's just people like experiences, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Of, so that's interesting. I didn't know that that was something that was that was on the horizon or something they that was talk talked about. about. It. I mean, it comes up on when I was on Facebook, they built some machine somewhere that could do right. a tattoo on someone. But it's just not. That, that would seem terrifying to me to lay down on a table and have a machine with a needle just Absolutely. go at me for even Absolutely. if it could do it quicker or for whatever weird reason, like more precise. Like I would be terrified. What if the machine just decided? I don't know. It just requires the human element, as in with bartending. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like if I were going into Walter and I had an allergy to a specific thing, but I wanted him to make me a drink that required that specific thing, like cranberry, and I wanted whatever, you know, a, a Cosmo or whatever. But could we do it with instead of cranberry, do it this way? Do you know what I mean? Like he would mm -hmm. know the best way to make that for me without, you know. Right? Yeah. Right. 
or go like, ah, you don't want that bottom shelf shit. You want to try this mid shelf shit. It's going to taste better in the drink. The robot's just like, here you go. You know? Mm -hmm. So what do you think about like robots that are, or I shouldn't say robots, AI that creates art that draws pictures or creates things that Walter and I did one. We did one of the podcasts where I Uh brought up, there's this program. I think it's called like talk to transform or something like that. And you would, you could type in a sentence and then it would go ahead and create pot. It would just populate almost instantly paragraph upon paragraph of, you know, work. So uh-huh. words, and a lot of them got weird and dark really, really quick. Right. So a lot of this AI is not fully, doesn't fully understand our world, but is, is kind of knows some words and some phrasing. And it, do you it remember this Walter? Not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It got really dark and it was some, it was really disturbing very quickly, but what about AI that's creating artwork? How do you feel, Jerry, like being an artist and maybe an AI could just draw something or create something versus you? Do you feel like, is it still art? Does it no, matter? I don't know. I think it's more design than art at that point, right? Because mm. I, I believe personally that you need the human element. Because to me, art has always been a form of expression, whether or not it's done well. I mean, I can look at art that technically isn't done very well, but no it still evokes something in me. And so I'm like, okay, this has done its job, in my opinion, is art, you know, whereas a mm-hmm. machine, they don't have emotions yet. Just like you said, with the AI gets dark and weird. Usually the AI learns from the internet. A lot of the AI I've seen, they'll put it on the internet, people will talk to it, and then it picks up the cues from people talking to it. And then the AI ends up being a Nazi. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Because they put it on the internet, it's happened. It's totally happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. I mean, I, you could feasibly in a science fiction way put all of the great works of art from every great artist and even from amateur artists into this program have it work out the algorithm and make this aesthetically pleasing thing but then the question is would it still have would it still evoke an emotion considering it wasn't <clears throat> done by another human being this mm-hmm. I, think, I don't know i would say it's more design graphic design than anything else hmm. yeah. so we're not quite at the Westworld uh, level of ai no, I don't think so. Did you watch no. the show? Because neither are they. I haven't <laughs> finished the last one yet. I haven't. I Dude. just started that one, but I like the first season better. But I mean, I don't know. Thing up, yeah, third season's all right. It's not the best one, but it's good though. First season still was the one I fell in love with. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but no, they, yeah, Walter's absolutely right. They haven't figured that shit out either in the show. Hmm. I don't know. Art's a weird one, man. Art is one I always have these um, argu- arguments, conversations with my coworkers in regards to art. Art and craft, right? I'm like, so is what we're doing art or craft? Or is it a craft that we put our art into? Do you know what I mean? Like there's, because you can look at a table and consider making a table a craft, but then if, but then you can also understand there's an art within that craft as well. Do you know? It, does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. It requires... It, some of sometimes it requires both right 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 like i, mean, I get it's so subjective too i mean like if you had this thing like you say you you scanned in all these pictures you know right. this machine and had the algorithm worked out and it just comes up with some a new image right that hasn't ever right. been seen before right. and you show it to somebody you don't tell them that a machine made it and it evokes an emotion in them right i mean like what does that really even mean i mean yeah, you have like those fake like the jackson pollock stuff i think is crap i think it's trash and like certain yeah. art people are like Oh no! But then they'll try and explain to me why it's high art, you know? And it's right, right, yeah. Thing. It's trash. It's garbage. And you have like the the monkey in the zoo who's painting, you know, or those chickens that are like out there painting, you know? And it's just like mm-hmm. they're dragging a brush around, and it's like, is it art? I mean, sure, the chicken feels something, right? You know, <laughs> it's, 
he's misses his, he misses his eggs or whatever the hell it is. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, who fucking knows, you know? And like, you know, my nieces and nephews all like produce art. You know, I have a painting that sits on my wall in here right now that my nieces did, and it's, mm-hmm. I mean, they'll, they'll <laughs> never listen. It's not well done, is that? No, it's not technically crap. proficient. Crap. Nieces it's, not technically <laughs> proficient. But... I don't want to say it's crap because they're no, children. But she did. She like, <laughs> did listen to our podcast, and she's like, "That's boring. Like, why are they talking about boring stuff?" Uh-huh. Like, oh shit, we almost lost him there. Ah, uh, he's back again. I can't hear you. Now. Yep, there yep. you are. Back again. Yes. The thing is bent. Oh no. Fuck. Anyway, what thing? Sorry. Oh, the the stand or the the swing? No, the uh, neither. The uh, the little the here. I'll show it to you. Oh wait, can you see me? Yes. Because yes. I can't see myself. Oh. Oh. oh no. <laughs> nice. Well, plug it back in. There we go. Yeah, gotcha. I can hear you. yeah, I can yeah, hear you just fine. Yeah, well, it's bent like a motherfucker. But, okay. Yeah. No Sorry worries. about that. Oh, that's all right. So we were talking about your niece's piss poor... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. I, have I don't think those too. were my words, John, but um, it's <laughs> just, I mean, legit. it's cute and it's art. And, you know, she put her little, her tiny little heart and soul into it, I'm sure. So you're, but I mean, there's a difference between being technically proficient and expressing yourself, and right. the two don't have to come together all the time. Well, and I see his point too, because you could have something made by a machine that still evokes emotion. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like the cliche: it's all in the eye of the beholder, you know? Right. But yeah, absolutely. It's funny you bring up Pollock because I get in arguments with guys at work about Pollock, and they share your opinion where they're like, "It's shit," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's shit," but there's still something in it, and they're like, "Yeah, shit is in it." I'm like, yeah, no, I know shit is in it, but like, I think with Pollock, I always look to Pollock as buying more of the man's, it's like Bukowski, it was like buying more of the man's actual, his life outside of the art, you know, is what I always liked a lot, but mm-hmm. I can see how looking at it, and you're like, this doesn't mean anything, this is just mustard yellow and shit brown on it, you know what I mean, like. But yeah. nobody had ever done that before. Right. Really? That was the, Really? <laughs> Well, no one had ever yeah, sold had it, it for as much as he and was never selling. sold it before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nobody, but nobody had ever done that before. Right. Mm. I think it was just all zeitgeist shit. It was all part of what was going on at the time, so people got hot on it. And yeah. smart people trying to tell other people what's art, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I like a lot of Warhol stuff, but then, you know, there's a tomato soup can, and I'm supposed to be impressed with that. You know, it's like, I mean, a lot of his other stuff is actually pretty cool, but. Mm. Yeah. we're a machine westworld machine mm-hmm. no i don't know i don't know i just uh i guess i guess it's just something that forever debate and who knows oh yeah I, guess it's artists, a big one. I just know that like pollock i don't i don't love his stuff i don't have any any books of, of work or work of his but i just feel like it was something new and that was that was important at a time right because yeah. now you could say there's nothing technically proficient, but if somebody saw it and said, oh, wow, that was really beautiful and that really struck something. Right. Uh, <laughs> like, see, I always disliked Rothko more than Pollock because Rothko was just bars of color. And I'm like, what? what is that? I feel nothing from that. Where at least with Pollock, I was like, oh, this kind of looks like what bebop and whiskey would sound like or look like. You know what I mean? Like if you poured mm-hmm. whiskey on bebop music, it'd probably look like this, you know, but where Rothko was just like. It's just a cool color accent, you know? It was more of those guys that I was really not into, but 
Mm. But uh, at the end of the day, man, art is art is art. I mean, what what works for me doesn't work for other people. You know, it's all subjective. Mm-hmm. It all depends on what shit stick you're drawn with, right? Which shit stick, <laughs> you know, I could have gotten a big fat stick. I I got a little skinny <clears throat> stick, you know. I'm glad you didn't need a big one. <clears throat> yeah, me too. That was an experience I've never had. So that was brand new. There's a great uh, David Sedaris uh, story in one of his books called Big John. And uh, it talks about that similar experience, but at a guest's house. Oh, and, <laughs> like oh. having just have not being able to handle a, the situation at a guest's <laughs> house. And I I don't know if I don't remember if I if I remember it correctly. I think he just crawled out the window and left, <laughs> 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 rather than deal like suffer suffer the consequences of. I just nudged it. I just nudged it down. Just yeah. guided it. I was like, get back to where you belong. <laughs> you don't live in this house. Get out of here. Oh, it's really, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm fantastic. glad you yeah. with us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's it. Is there uh, anything have, else, Walter? I have a bus coming? Is that... Do you have a bus? I, mean, I see your barber out there sometimes. I've seen him. Well, I should say I haven't seen him a lot, but I saw him once painting the bench outside of his yeah. shop. Maybe I'll give him a call. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. It sounds different now, though. I can't oh. hear myself. Great. Oh, fuck this. Well, because you're going through the phone now instead of the uh, the speaker. Oh. Your speaker's not plugged in properly. Probably because the, the 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 bent the, the bent jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, boys, gentlemen. Yeah, Jerry, thank talk. you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, we <laughs> we got to do a big confusing one of these with just me and Coda. God, that would just be a lot of people talking over each other, but it'd be hilarious. So we could do it. Yeah. Well, there's nothing stopping us. I mean, we we have we don't have to we don't bow down to any sponsors or anything like that. We don't we're not corporate like that. So no, I mean we just talked about me poking shit down a toilet for, <laughs> for a really long Twice. time. Yeah, long enough um, to make Walter uneasy, <laughs> which I missed very much. <laughs> Glad I could oblige. Yeah. Uh, mm, right on. Well, well, thank you, you Jerry. Well, yeah. You too, sir. Yeah, have a good Cinco de Mayo. I'm going to go make a steak. Oh, that's right. It is yeah. Cinco de Mayo, huh? I'm going to make steaks. Olive loves steak, so I'm going to make her steak. Papa Corona. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right, guys. It's, talk right, to you guys. later. Talk have to a good night, guys. Bye. It's John. Thank you for listening to Gluten Is Not Your Problem. Send your ideas, comments, and questions to glutenisnotyourproblem at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. Oh, John.